Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When did you first realize, one of your biggest complaints is that there wasn't enough of it. So when did you first realize that there wasn't enough food? Were people complaining in front of you or was this after the wedding? Yeah, people were leaving early because uh, we had too much alcohol and not enough food. And people were dancing and having fun, but um, like I have a family came from Long Island. They drove from Long Island in the morning, so they left at probably like 7, uh, and then they weren't fed. These are the plaintiffs, Jennifer and Tom. Jennifer says she and Tom hired the defendant to cater their wedding. And they were horrified because the woman didn't make enough food and their guests had to order pizzas from a local restaurant. They reached out to the defendant. This woman has ignored them for two years and enough is enough. So they're suing for a full refund of the $3,000 they paid her. This is the defendant, Mika. She says the plaintiff's guests were an unruly bunch who began eating before the food was served. But she had plenty of food for them anyway. The plaintiffs ended up extending the party by a few hours, and she heard some of the younger guests ordered some pizzas. But how's that her problem? Bottom line, she's not giving anyone a refund because she did an excellent job. She's accused of not having enough grub to go around. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Jennifer and Mr. Tom, you are suing Ms. Mika and her catering company for $3,000, including a refund of all of the money that you paid for the catering for your wedding, as well as some other miscellaneous items. Okay, let me hear from, let's hear from Jennifer, Ms. Jennifer. So we met the defendant in 2018 through a mutual friend. Uh, We were looking for... Um, wedding vendors and she came highly recommended so um, we became friends on Facebook and we ended up meeting in January to sign a contract with her for our wedding in 2019 okay Um, everything was going great up until the day of the wedding and that's when things started to fall apart well let's talk beforehand did you actually sign a contract with her specifying what you wanted 
to be served and everything? That was all within our Facebook Messenger conversation. Okay, so in other words, everything's on Facebook as opposed to in a contract. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, okay. the menu, the actual menu itself was. But uh, I can't show you any of our Facebook conversations because she blocked me in February of 2019 or 20, 2020. Okay, so according um, to you, there's several things that were supposed to be served that weren't, such as? Yes. Um, so we were supposed to have seven different kinds of tea sandwiches. None of those sandwiches were served. Um, we were supposed what, to have... What seven different kinds of... See, you know, we're kind of, kind of at a loss because typically you'd show me your contract so I could see the, what you're saying yeah. about the seven different kinds of... So what are you so, looking... Tell me what to look at that you're looking at besides your own notes. Uh, there was a Facebook conversation between us with the couple of, like, two weeks before the wedding... Mika reached out to me and said, hey, I'm at the restaurant supply store. Um, can you resend me a copy of the menu so I can pick up everything? Okay, and that, so... I sent her that. And you sent her that how? Through Facebook Messenger. So can I that's, see that? That was how we... Yes, that's the so final So this is the menu. final one. All right, let yeah, me see if we can agree on that. Ms. Mika, would you agree that this was a, uh, a message that was sent to you with all of the stuff that you, ha that you and she had agreed on? Um, yes, that was... Uh, a a menu that she sent to me. We hadn't finalized it, but it was understood that this is the idea that she had for the brunch, yes. Okay. Ham, turkey, tuna, egg, chicken, avocado, and black pepper, cucumber, and cream chicken. Okay. All right. So, so there were supposed to be to... seven different kinds of tea sandwiches, and how many were there? Zero. Zero tea we sandwiches. We had no sandwiches. Okay. Go on. Um, we were supposed to have chicken and waffles that so were supposed to be like sandwiches as well. Um, Mika offered to make the waffles table side so people could see them being made as they walked up. That didn't happen. They were just sitting in the sternos getting soggy. Um, there were supposed to be 70 pounds of scrambled eggs and um, we didn't have enough to even make it through halfway through our breakfast or brunch service. How, what time did um, the food service start? was supposed to start around 11. Uh, what time did it yeah, start? Yeah, around 11. A little bit after that because our ceremony ran long, but also Mika locked the doors to the venue and um, we had to have our officiant go and unlock the doors. There's people, after we were done with our ceremony, we went out onto the dock to take photos with the photographer and all of our wedding guests were meant to go inside and um, use the photo booth and the DJ was set up and stuff. And they weren't able to go inside because she locked the door. So Marcus, our officiant and wedding coordinator, went and opened the door so people could go in. How long could that have taken? People were outside for probably about 20 minutes oh, to yeah. half an hour. Now, according to you, Ms. Mika, uh, according to you, Ms. Mika, um, people came in before they were supposed to. What time did you think yes. people were supposed to be coming in? I was told that um, the guests would be coming in at a, like around 1030 for mimosas and donuts and card, like a card game or something. Mm -hmm. And what time, according to you, did the guests come in? The guests uh, came in probably about 945. They lined up at 930 to walk, I guess, you know, do the proceedings to the altar and the actual ceremony was over in like eight minutes. You know, they said their I do's, I guess, or whatever. And it was very quick. And then they were coming back inside the venue. Okay. Uh, Mr. Tom, how do you remember your wedding? 
The ceremony was a lot longer than eight minutes, that's for sure. Okay. Do you remember what time you started, oh. Ms. Jennifer? Started around 10.30. I showed up a half an hour late. Wow, everybody's got a very different memory. Now let's talk about the food. When did you first realize, uh, one of your biggest complaints is that there wasn't enough of it. So when yeah. did you first realize that there wasn't enough food? Were people complaining in front of you or was this people after the were wedding? leaving. Yeah, people were leaving early because uh, we had too much alcohol and not enough food. And people were dancing and having fun, but... Um, like I have a family came from Long Island. They drove from Long Island in the morning. So they left at probably like seven. Uh, and then they weren't fed all day. So they ended up leaving my wedding at like two, three o'clock because they just couldn't. Well, what, until what time was your wedding, um, reception going from 11, according to, to you till when? Supposed to go until five. Wow. What are we going to do all that time? Five, six hours of reception. Does that, is that? I don't know. It sounds horrifying to me now. Maybe when I was young, it would sound great. It sounded better. Six hours. I guess. Do that. Like, uh, you know, like I'd be like the family from Long Island. Oh, I got, got a long drive ahead of me. Six hours. All right. So when do you learn that there's a problem? Um, probably about halfway through the reception. I was blissfully unaware. I was dancing. I was having a good time. But when people started leaving. Um, when did people start leaving? When you like say halfway through the reception, when did people start leaving? Probably after the cake, which is normal. But yes, I did it have is. Family. <laughs> yeah. But so the people that didn't leave early, like the DJ was there until five. We had to order pizza for those people because they're drunk and there weren't, there wasn't enough food. Right. But don't you expect to have, if, if you start your party at 10 or 11 and they yeah. have, you're like, well, you kind of expect by five or six, if it's still absolutely. going strong, that you might need some pizzas. Yeah. But you're suing absolutely. her for the pizzas. Because I know that at your own wedding, you probably don't eat and you're not noticing this and nobody's complaining to you. Uh, but then you find out later. How is it you find out later then? Did people actually comment to you? Yeah, it was a couple days after the wedding. Um, we started getting calls from people and they were like, we had a great time. You guys looked beautiful. Um, but... <clears throat> There wasn't enough food, and it was a little. Who my, does my that? Mom was like, what kind of friend does that? <laughs> Calls my mom. I, and now that the wedding's oh, 48 way. hours old, let me just tell you, <laughs> yeah. your wedding sucked. I mean, you know. Plaintiff says the caterer they hired for their wedding ran out of food, and her guests were starving. But the defendant says the plaintiff's guests were an unruly bunch who started eating all the food before it was ready to be served, and some of the other guests ordered pizzas because they didn't like the bride's taste. Let's listen. No, it wasn't that it sucked. It was... The, I was, it was starving during your reception. Like, that's such a terrible thing to do. So, can I hear from you, Ms. Mika? Most people don't want to have a bad memory associated with their wedding, uh, and most people don't make up that there's not enough food. So, what do you have to say about that? Because that's like a pretty bad thing to have happen at a wedding. There should be an excess right. of food, particularly because they had 140 guests. Right. Um, I had her guests coming up to me asking for my cards, telling me how, how good of a job, how we're working hard. Um, I gave out a few of my business cards. I had a lady say that she had an event coming up. She wanted to, you know, talk to me further about it. So all of this, people didn't eat. Every table ate. People were coming up for seconds. Where were the tea sandwiches? Said, well, Part of her complaint that there wasn't enough food was that there were no sandwiches, which she had expected based on on the menu she had sent you. So what happened with the tea sandwiches? Well, the tea sandwiches, if you look at the document that I send you, it says, or maybe just one or two kinds of tea sandwiches and then stuff people can make their own sandwiches. This is from her. 
also, we don't need all of these. They're just ideas. So on the table where you see the pictures, there were um, bread and things like that that they can make their own. What am I looking at here? Um, you're looking at the French toast uh, cups, um, the cracker platter. Um, What's this the salads, here? Salads. That that's the breads and uh, rolls to make your own tuna, the veggie platter, the cream cheese, the salads on the side, stuff to make your own, build your own. What is this a picture of? The waffles and the waffles and chicken. Okay, it's very close up though. Like she had said that you were supposed to have like a, you were supposed to be making it out there. What happened with that? When we first signed the contract, we were talking about she had an idea of a brunch, which I thought was a good idea. I said um, I had did a couple of weddings where I made the waffles on site. So as people came down the buffet line, you know, get a hot waffle. I thought it would be a good idea. So uh, she said, oh, that would be a nice, nice added bonus. So when I got to the venue and saw how she had everything set up, the buffet line where I was serving the food was very close to a table. I couldn't push the table up to make a buffet line, you know, to plug in the waffle maker. Plus, there was only one um, outlet there for the coffee. So it was unfeasible for me to make waffles in front of people right on the line. The decision to make waffles on the line was something that I brought to her, but it wasn't etched in stone. So it wasn't never Do you saying, have a contract oh, with her where everything is etched in stone? Because judges kind of like stone etching. Um, all right. You know, this is, see, this is why, folks, you're starting to pick up what I'm putting down on why contracts are so mm -hmm. important and specificity is important. All right. So do you have any it's of those? With, my understanding is you have some bridesmaids with you who can talk to us about, all right, let me hear from the first one. All righty then. Let me hear, um, who's who? What's your name? <laughs> I'm Ashley. Ashley, and what's your name? I'm Danielle. Danielle. Yes. All right. Ms. Ashley, did, uh, did you think there was enough food? And if not, what was the I problem? I actually didn't. I didn't eat <laughs> at all. Um, by the time I went to the table, it was cleared off. It was probably about an hour after we had entered because um, about an hour after we had entered, I went to the table to look for food and there was barely anything there um, whatsoever. But did they, so is I it because it not... needed refilling and they eventually refilled it or there was never a refill after an hour? What are you saying? No, there was never a refill. Um, to my knowledge, there was never a refill. I didn't eat until, the, until we ordered pizza later that night. Okay. How about you, Danielle? You tell me yours, your um, story. My mother was my uh, plus one guest. So um, when my mom got back to her table, she said, there's not enough food. I got a little bit for you. You can just eat off of my plate. So that's what I ended up did you Did either of you off. ever go tell, the, you know, say something to the caterer? No. Okay. I never saw. I, I didn't see I her. Didn't see her. I, we knew she was in the kitchen. I assumed she was in the kitchen, but no. Okay. Uh, go ahead and let the couple come back. And let me ask you, um, Ms. Jennifer, you had supplied a bunch of uh, emails from guests talking about uh, what this was like. The food selection was sparse. By the end of the day, because there wasn't sufficient food to feed everybody, I got pizza. I don't have the receipts. I paid 150 But, I mean, that's also because your reception went far past brunch, right? Which is great. 
Um, yes. But, Your Honor, if you look at the photos um, that even Mika posted, there's two sterno trees, which is, like, ridiculous for 140 people. This is, like, enough for maybe a party of 20 people. <laughs> like, that meat and cheese and Well, there's no cheese on the meat and cheese platter. The meat and crackers is what I would put out for a party of, like, game night for, like, five or ten people. See how she has those two sterno trays put horizontally? And then that small little round thing is what the eggs were in for 140 people, ma'am. What were in the and other two? the other two What were in the other had, two? The one of them had waffles and um, chicken in it, and the other one had bacon and sausage in it. Were the eggs in this tiny little round thing, Ms. Mika? Yes, it was. Ms. Yes, Mika, yeah. Um, how's that going to work with 140 people? That seems rather small. Well, the, the round container is actually bigger than it looks. No. But I don't have time to stand around and keep taking pictures of me replenishing. I got to cook. Well, nobody's... So I, pictures... I didn't ask you for pictures of you re replenishing. I didn't expect that. She's showing me these pictures no. to show me how sparse the, the food well, serving was for 140 people. That's what she's doing. Because well, this, she paid you $2,575, and she's upset that there wasn't <clears> enough food and that people were complaining about that. She's saying that these pictures are showing all the food I had, and that's just not okay. right. Okay. What's this um, a picture of, according to you, bride drinking at the what? At the that altar. That was the, our, the we did a, a beer pouring oh. during our ceremony. Did Instead you of, really? Like, pouring sand. <laughs> We're both craft beer drinkers, so we I thought that would be cute to and, add to our ceremony. By, yeah, by the way, that beer was about 2.5% by ABV, so it was not strong at all. Right. <laughs> Another drink... In hand. Oh, you're having me. It's crazy. You're noting for me that the bride has another, a different drink in her hand. Okay. <laughs> Every picture shows a different drink, not including the picture she deleted off her Facebook. Yes, there was a your lot. Your Honor, am I not allowed to drink at my wedding? Actually, a very big pic that. of the bride at this point, though, she's red-faced and another different drink in hand. I didn't know it was against the law to drink at your own wedding. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is a very hard thing to do. Unless I'm at your wedding, I don't know if there was, quote, enough food. And what does enough really mean? Like, you know, does enough mean um, there's sufficient amounts? Does enough mean everything that you asked for is there? I do see your text to her. You don't have a contract with her, which really bothers me, mostly on your part, because she's got the one wedding, but you are a caterer. So, uh, you know, I expect you, so that expectations are managed, I expect there to be an exact list of what is going to be there. 
and you are very upset about things that aren't there, but I also do see texts where you say, these are just ideas. You know, you don't have to go with, with, with everything. You know, just maybe some of it. Like, you're very kind of, you know, you're, you're the perfect bride, you know, because you're just like, you're not really being specific. So we have what we have, which is the Facebook post that you do still have, um, but then you got blocked and, you know, and when she comes to court yeah. like that, I have to decide, all right, do I, you know, was this bad enough where I agree with her? And, you know, there hasn't, because at the end of the day, you picked brunch. Like the only thing that was missing were tea sandwiches, which I agree that could be, if someone's not an egg eater and they're, you know, vegan, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a pretty big thing. I understand. That's the whole bunch part of the brunch. Okay. Um, I, I tend to agree with, with Miss Jennifer and Mr. Tom. I, and I understand that this wedding went long. I know that it went long. Uh, and I, I'm not going to award them the money that they're asking either. But I do think that some refund is appropriate. People ate. It's not like nobody ate. But nobody wants this to be the lasting memory of their wedding. Uh, I don't think they're making it up. And I don't think all of their witnesses are making it up. There seemed to have been a problem. Um, I also feel like when I look at the table, I felt like it felt sparse, I have to tell you. It didn't feel bountiful. Um, I'm ruling in favor of Ms. Jennifer and Tom on their claim, but not in the amount that they're asking. I'm going to authorize and order you to pay back half of the money for the catering. So I'm ruling in their favor in the amount of $1,287.50. I'm sorry that it worked out that way, but you both, from looking at your pictures, strike me as the kind of people who will just add this to the memories of your wedding, and then we won at people's court, and you will not, and, and it looks like everybody had a great time, and uh, hopefully this doesn't leave any lasting sting, because life is a series of challenges that we just have to keep hurtling over, and hopefully you'll do that for a long time together. Good luck to everyone. Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. So after listening to all the testimony, the judge awards the uh, plaintiffs $1,280 back. Uh, Mika, let me ask you, how do you feel about this now? You, you lost the lawsuit, and you've got to give them back $1,280. That's, a, that's quite, a, quite a chunk. What are you thinking? Well, I would never want a bride and a groom to be dissatisfied, but unfortunately, um, they twisted and said certain things to make it in their favor and, and maybe even coach their witnesses. So I, I have to go with the, with the judge on what they rule. I do a lot of weddings, and I've never, ever, ever had anything like this happen to me. All right. Well, that's it. That's the judge's decision. Sorry about that. Let's talk to Jennifer and Tom. You did. You, you prevailed. You feel better now. You didn't get everything you wanted, but uh, you have prevailed. What about it? What do you think? Uh, well, <clears throat> obviously, uh, we didn't get the, the full amount, but um, we're just happy to uh, be moving on and the, uh, the judge um, sided with us. So in any event, that's it. Hope, uh, hope ha wedding life is happy. Are you, are you happy? Are you glad you got married? How yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> Very, very happy. Okay, that's what and very counts. happy to that put this all behind us. Absolutely. <laughs> very good. That's, that's what really counts in the end. All right, that'll do it for this case. Let's hear from Harvey now. So when you have a contract like this, Doug, uh, for a wedding, a party, whatever it is, and you want certain things done by a caterer or something like that, be as specific as you can. Put everything in the contract. Make it clear down to what the appetizers are supposed to look like. The better you are specifically, the more you are protected.
Can a community association make me move a registered camper from my front yard if it's been there since 2006? Also, other members of the, of the association have campers in the yard and no one's complained about them. Now the association is looking for a place to place a lien on my home if I don't pay the $3,000 fine. The zone I live in does say the RV has to be a certain distance from the back, but there's only one line in the documentation about that. Is it legal, <laughs> is it legal for them to place a lien on me? Yeah, there's one little tiny line in the Homeowners Association regulations. Ah, but that's all it takes. That's all it takes, right? right? Like right. either you're allowed to have it or you're not. And right. uh, the rule about how far away from the front of the house it has to be is so that other people don't have it right in their grill. They don't see it, right, right. probably. So um, they absolutely have a right to tell you to remove it, and they absolutely have a right to fine you when you ignore them telling you to remove it. Right. And they absolutely have a right to place a lien. It's one of the things you agreed to when you moved in there. Right. They have a right to place a lien on your property until you pay the fine because they want you to listen to them. They don't want you to ignore them. Yeah. Now, if you if they try to enforce the lien and you're in a court of law and your argument is, but everybody else has selective one the same size. Right. This is selective enforcement because they don't like me because I rabble rouse. Okay, then right. maybe you, we're going to get somewhere and you'll have right. some kind of defense. Right. But if the rule is the rule and you're the one who's violating it because yours is so big, right. yeah, that's going to be a problem. Um, size matters. With yes, needs, size right? matters. <laughs> This is the plaintiff, Kimberly Breed. She says she rented the defendant a salon suite for doing hair in her salon suite franchise. And when the woman moved out, the place was trashed. The defendant didn't give her the required notice either. And she's here in the name of the law, seeking the $1,540 the woman owes her. This is the defendant, Alea Jones. She says the plaintiff's establishment was bad for her business. There were physical altercations with other tenants, and the entire situation was terrible. Bottom line, she left the place clean and returned the key and owes nothing. She's accused of making a real mess. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she rented a hairdressing suite to the defendant, but the defendant basically skipped out in the middle of the night, didn't pay the rent, and the plaintiff wants her money now. But the defendant claims the establishment was unsafe and bad for business, so she vacated. It's the case of a hairdressing down. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Breed, you... You own a company called Astoria Salon Associates, and what is the business of that company? Your Honor, thank you. My husband and I, we are the managing partners for Astoria Salon Associates, and Astoria offers stylists and barbers and other beauty professionals the ability to run their own suites as their own business, leasing space from us to do so. Uh, we have 24 separate suites, and we rent... Um, the rent includes their stylist stations, their cabinetry, shampoo bowl, chair, utilities, basically okay. everything that they need to create and promote their own brand at a fixed cost. Okay. And so because these are individual rooms, they can be smaller, there's less overhead for them, they just rent directly from you, and they have their own space and chair and equipment 
to run their business. So this is, this is kind of a exactly. recent phenomenon. I love it. Um, yes. And I went to someone who did that, and I saw the opportunity it gave her to break away from the chains that had bound her for all those years and to start her own business. I was really happy for her. Um, but then I stopped going to her. And But in any event, it's um, it's an interesting concert. Now, Ms. Jones, how long had you rented there? It was going, going two years. Okay. And then what happened? What caused you to decide you didn't want to rent there anymore? I had a lot of emotional turmoil going on. Like? So I actually just recently broken up with my boyfriend of eight years. I had to move. I had a friend that was renting beside me, and she left. So once she left, I really didn't have that emotional support anymore. Yeah. I had lost a lot of people that year. I actually ended up getting a dog for emotional support. All right. Did you end up moving your business elsewhere, or you just shut the business down? I shut it down. Okay. So she's upset because, uh, according to her, you're supposed to be giving her a month's notice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel... No, I, I see what you're... Yeah. Right, uh, but you feel uh, what? No, I didn't give her a month's notice because I was going through so much. And I just felt like she was unapproachable. Why unapproachable? Well, she had raised the rent suddenly when I re-signed my lease back in November. And she didn't give me a notice for that. Well, she, wait, hold on that, one second. What do you mean she didn't give you notice? It, it, if your lease was up, that is the time for you to say... Well, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to take it, but I'm going to take them, you know, like, in other words, if, if she gives you a lease and it's, and it's a rent raise that you don't want, then she's got to ditch you with a month's notice. You understand what I'm saying? Like, she, you've got, you can say, well, no, I don't agree to pay that, so I guess I'm looking for another place, and these are the 30 days that we both have to, for each of us to find someone else. So there's no such thing as her did not giving you notice. Both of you have to give the other side notice. If you had seen that lease and you hadn't liked it, you wouldn't have to sign it. You, but you apparently accepted that it was a legitimate increase and you did sign it. So you do have to give her the uh, you know, month's notice. Was there some kind of problem there? in the place that made it untenable for you? You had said something in your answer to the complaint about a fist fight. I had witnessed several fights, but as stated before, it is my own salon suite. So with most altercations that happen, I just close my door in hopes that, I mean, I wouldn't have to deal with it. It wasn't anything to do with me. Right, but what, what was it that happened? I'm curious. There was banging against the door. There was always loud music playing. All right, but tell me about the altercations you described. There were several occasions where fist fighting was going on right Who's outside fist of fighting? my salon. Yeah, but who is it that's fist fighting? A client and their hairstylist? Other like clients and stylists. Fist fighting? Yes. Did, did you ever hear about what, what had caused it? It seems rather no. extreme to me. Am I the only one that it seems is. extreme? Yeah, right. That's so, rare. When was the last time there had been a fist fight in the place? A month prior to me leaving. Can I ask you, uh, are, have any of these been brought to your attention, Ms. Breed? Yes, I can speak uh, specifically to an incident on March 19th of 2021, where we had two um, booth renters, uh, suite renters, that had customers that apparently had some history. It was a Friday evening, and um, these two individuals that were clients of the stylist got into a fight. Um, the police were called. I have security cameras uh, in the building, and they're monitored. 
so I was able to play back. But it, with both of those sweet owners, um, I talked to them and I asked them kindly if they would be willing to leave, if I could waive their, their rent that was due and just have them go elsewhere. Since we built out this facility, um, we, you know, the safety of our guests and our owners is paramount. And that was one of the very first things because we are in a, a, a kind of a rough part of Little Rock, but we also wanted to provide a nice facility for um, stylists within the community to come there. So I dealt with both of those owners. They did agree to move out right away. Um, so that was taken care of. And that okay. was in March. Um, the monthly no rent point, is 1540 Ms. Jones? The monthly rent was 600 Why are you charging 1540 Ms. Uh, Breed? Because it, per the lease agreement, um, there is at the owner's discretion um, a $30 per day late fee, which I'm attaching to this because she gave me zero notice. Um, did not communicate any issues whatsoever to myself. Okay, to but my the monthly rent's is six hundred, right? Yes. And yes, then it is, the Your cleaning Honor. fees. You're charging cleaning fees. Why? Well, I submitted some photos okay. as part of my evidence. Um, we have a number of factors going on. First of all, the, after she had uh, renewed her lease, she had someone come in and paint the room a dark gray, almost a black. Um, where it was a light. Yeah, it's kind I'm of sorry? cool. That, this is kind of a cool color, but go ahead. Okay. With, what, did she, she did have your authority to do? Right. That, see, the no. problem is you don't own the place. So you've got to get written. Any, any tenant who wants to do that has to get in writing that they're able to do that. And then usually there's a requirement that you paint it back in, in fuzzy beige, you know, in, in a neutral color or whatever it was before you painted it. But you don't you can't just paint someone else's property without them approving the color. Did she approve the color, Miss Jones? No, because she told me I could to... paint the salon. But she didn't tell me that color was not approved. Well, but did she tell you her. you can paint the salon, but I have to approve the color? Isn't that in the lease? No, she did not. Is that in the lease, Ms. Breed? Yes. She said any color except for black. Okay, what about these stains on the floor? That looks like it might be some color. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what is this paint job? It says paint job, meaning what? There, there was What was there that was covering that, that you took with you, that I guess was yours, and then you left the wall like that? I do not no, recall that being there. Okay, Ms. Breed, go ahead and correct me. What were you going to say? What I was going to say is one of the reasons in the lease agreement and the rules and regulations where we stipulate that we have a professional painter do any painting in the suites is so that we don't have paint on the cabinetry paint on the baseboard, which you see in one of the pictures. Oh yeah. And there was a TV that we uh, supply for the room um, that apparently whoever did this paint job just decided to kind of paint around it. Is that what I'm looking at? Yes, <laughs> yes, the, the TV has been removed. So it was a, a subpar paint job to say the least. Yeah, and you're, what is it you're spend... charging for uh, for this stuff? $100. Yeah, I think that's Plus very your reasonable. Plus security deposit. What, now, hold on one second. The rent is $600. You're charging $100 for the cleaning fee. That's $700. Do you have any of her security deposit? I have $250 from her original security deposit. Okay. 
All right, I agree with you that she should have given you notice, and um, and she didn't. And I I was kind of uh, I, <laughs> I found it kind of funny, although that's not the tone she's taken in here. Um, when she said in her answer to the complaint, I don't know her anything. If my workspace is not working for me, then I have to leave. It's as easy as that. No, it's not. She just calls you and says, I'm out? She did not even call me, Your Honor. On the um, morning of September 14th, um, that is um, Tuesday, I believe, I was reconciling rent that was due on Friday, September 10th, and she had not paid her rent. Um, that was unusual. She was usually good about uh, doing so. Since my husband was um, going over to the salons, I asked him to check and see if she was there and and just, uh, you know, remind her that her rent was past due. Um, he did so. He um, asked her, you know, about her rent. She said, oh, I thought I sent it. Um, and then, you know, he asked if everything was okay. And she said, yes. And that day she cleared out her salon and I got a text from her in the afternoon um, with a picture of the salon just saying, you know, thanks for the opportunity. I left the key in the cabinet. Okay. Did you end up re-renting it? Yes. Yes. When did you re-rent it for? In other words, how long was it unoccupied? Uh, it was unoccupied for about four weeks. Okay. I had to spend some time cleaning it, you know, trying to take care of that. And then, um, you know, by the time I had someone uh, put a deposit on it um, themselves, you know, they had a couple of weeks before they could move in. So it was about five, four or five weeks before it was re-rented. All right. I'm uh, going to order the defendant. I find in your favor. Uh, and I'm going to order the defendant to pay you one month's rent, because that's what she should have done, the $600, plus the $100 in cleaning, which I think is reasonable. And that's a total of $700. You have $250, so I'm ordering her to pay you an additional $450. I'm not going to order her to pay you an additional $800 in late fees. Um, I'm going to order what I just said. $450, verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails in this case. Uh, Ms. Jones, let me ask you something. You obviously have learned the hard way a lot of lessons about what a renter has to do when, when renting a, you know, a business property like this. What do you think about what the judge has ordered? She did her job, and I did what I had to do for myself. My happiness and my state of well-being is more important than any piece of paper. That may be true, but her husband came over and talked to you on the day that you moved out and asked if everything was okay, and you told him yes. Why didn't you tell him you were going to move out? I try to keep people out of my business that truly don't care when it has nothing to do with their business. Well, whatever whatever your reasons for whatever you did are, uh, you're at fault. You owe her the money. Ms. Breed, uh, I guess you've learned a little something from this uh, as well, haven't you? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, not everyone conducts themselves in a professional way and um, does the right thing. So, Okay. Let's see what Harvey has to say about this. Harvey, what are you thinking? Doug, the simple fact is this. If you have a contract and somebody makes a material breach that can't be fixed, you have a right to bail. Judge Marilyn often mentions her mom and upbringing, but I've not heard John mention his parents. Are they still alive, and is was he close to them? Well, unfortunately, my parents are both deceased. As you know, I, my mom died about 2013, and my dad in 2004, so been without him for, for quite a while. And we were very close, as you know. I mean, I spoke to them 
not, not every day, but almost every day. And they were people that, uh, you know, would just listen. They were good listeners, right? My mom was one of uh, 11 kids in her family, uh, grew up just dirt poor. And uh, later, she was, she was a tough woman. She became a police officer, as you know, in uh, 1969, I think. She became the highest ranking female officer in New York State for a while. And uh, she was a tough customer, wouldn't you say? I would say. I remember uh, speaking at my first investiture and telling the story of that friend of yours who right. told you that you may not want to date me because right. I was a tough woman. That's right, yeah. And so, and, and I didn't and, listen. No, you didn't. And, and <laughs> sitting in the front row was that friend, right. and I uh, and I said, you know, he was told, he was warned not to. This is how I introduced my mother-in-law at my investiture. He was warned not to date me because I was a tough woman, right. but they don't know that he comes from a long <laughs> line of tough women. Your mother was a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And then my father, uh, you know, he was very old school. He, he uh, grew up uh, in Buffalo, New York, and uh, fought in the Korean War in the infantry. Um, became a master sergeant when he left uh, Korea. And then he came back and he became a police officer, worked in the steel mill also, like his father. So he worked pretty much 16 hours a day for a long time. And uh, I don't know, just like you miss your father, and I miss them every day. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.